This is the Grain Farmers of Ontario Market Trends Commentary for November and December of 2018. It is a huge harvest coming off across the greater North American Corn Belt, but it is at a slow pace. The corn harvest is almost average, but in Iowa, Kansas, Missouri, North Dakota, and South Dakota, farmers are lagging behind the average by 5%. The soybean harvest in the United States is still behind by about 6% below the average. Yes, combines have been rolling for quite some time now, but wet weather and now snow has stopped field activity cold in many areas of the Corn Belt. Needless to say, grain is piled up almost everywhere. On November 8th, the USDA came out with their latest WASNI production reports. In their report, the USDA actually lowered corn and soybean production. The USDA pegged U.S. national corn production to come in at 14.626 billion bushels, which is down 152 million bushels from last month. The yield was lowered to 178.9 bushels per acre, which was down 1.8 bushels per acre from last month. Despite these lower numbers, the U.S. corn yield remained on track for the highest on record, with the second highest production on record with harvested acreage pegged at 81.8 million acres. Globally, there were a few new projections for the Chinese corn crop going back more than a decade, and this pushed global corn ending stocks to 307.51 million metric tons versus 159 0.35 million metric tons last month, and the USDA pegged soybean production at 4.6 billion bushels, which was down 90 million bushels from last month. This was based on a one bushel per acre reduction in yield, now set at 52.1 bushels per acre. The soybean ending stocks number continued to balloon up, now projected at 955 million bushels due to continued decrease in soybean exports. These lower export stats were due to 160 million bushels less soybean exports to China. And the USDA also forecasted a lower protein consumption rate from China, which was partially taken into account into account with these lower export numbers. USDA pegged domestic wheat ending stocks for 2018-2019 to be 949 million bushels, down about 7 million bushels from last month. And on November 9th, corn and wheat futures were lower than the last market trends report. Soybean futures were slightly higher. December 2008 corn futures were at 369 a bushel, and the November 2018 soybean futures were at 886 a bushel. The December 2018 Chicago wheat futures closed at 502 a bushel, and the Minneapolis December 2018 wheat futures closed at 573 a bushel, with the September 2019 contract closing at $6 a bushel. And the nearby oil futures, as of November 9th, closed at $60.19 a barrel, down from the nearby futures of last month of $71.34 a barrel. And the average price for ethanol on November 9th in the U.S. was $1.45 a U.S. gallon, down from $1.50 last month. And the Canadian dollar noon rate on October 13th was 0.7572 U.S., less than the 0.7674 U.S. reported here last month. And the Bank of Canada's lending rate was raised to 1.75%. In Ontario, it has been one of the most challenging harvests. As of November 9th, corn harvest is ongoing as well as a smattering of soybeans throughout the province. Wet weather since September packed much of the soybean harvest into a period between October 12th and October 13th, and there has been very few good days on the other side of that. Winter wheat planted during that period is hardly showing in many areas of the province. High dawn levels has been an issue across the province, 
and the GFO has been instrumental in helping farmers deal with the inherent problems which it brings. The export bid in U.S. terms as of November 9th in southwestern Ontario was minus 10 versus a plus 10 U.S. for a domestic processor, giving an outlet for some higher Don corn. Now, these markets are coming and going as harvest continues. It is a tough problem for everyone who grows and processes corn. Yields have been high for both corn and soybeans, and basis levels for soybeans have dropped since last month. Corn remains about the same. If it weren't for the high dawn levels in corn and the tough weather, this harvest would be one for the ages. The hope is to get an opening in the weather in late November and early December to get this crop in the bin. A delay in Canadian winter would also be welcome. And you can check out all the Ontario grain prices by going to the marketing section of our website. Now the bottom line is harvest weather has been difficult across a greater part of the North American Corn Belt. The grain market seems to be ignoring that reality as big piles of both soybeans and corn dot the land. Needless to say, this bearishness has been with us for several months, and a turning point may be coming. It's always the darkest before the dawn, and it seems to have been dark on the price front for a very long time. For several years now, China has been the elephant in the room with their insatiable appetite for soybeans. And as we all know, that market default has gone as soybean tariffs supplied on July 6th have been very effective curtailing that business. It would seem that everybody is pointing their finger at the trade problem from a farm perspective and hoping for a solution. President Trump sent the soybean market up 30 cents in one day when he tweeted about a long and very good conversation he had with President Xi of China earlier in November. In fact, Brazil's soybean price is down 81 cents from its October high, possibility reflecting a change in China's intentions. Typically in the commodity business, cheap always wins. In other words, whoever has the cheapest price generally gets the business. It is this way because most commodities are indistinguishable from each other. While the trade war with China will likely have long-term effects, it's unlikely they will be satisfied with paying more money for Brazilian soybeans. Does China have the fortitude to keep those tariffs applied to U.S. soybeans to fulfill whatever their trade goals are with the United States? Now, this will likely be increasingly untenable. Clues will certainly come this month leading up to the G20 meeting in Argentina when President Trump and President Jinping meet. For corn, the U.S. corn yield was decreased, but global stocks ballooned in an unprecedented move to 307.51 million metric tons from 159.3 million metric tons last month. This had to do with the Chinese reevaluating the last 10 years of their own data, where they changed acreage and tonnage. This resulted in an unprecedented move in global stocks, but it did not affect the corn futures price very much. Now, it's difficult to say why the Chinese did this, as there has been, there may have been an anterior motive. For instance, for many years, some analysts have suspected the Chinese corn stocks were much higher. We do not know the condition of those corn stocks, and some of this might have something to do with their move to more ethanol in 2020. Now, at the present time, China accounts for about 54% of total corn stocks in the world. The December 2018-March 2019 corn future spread is currently minus 11.5 cents, which is considered neutral to bullish. Seasonally, corn prices tend to trend up in the late fall towards spring, and the nearby futures contract is currently priced in the 31st percentile of the past five-year price distribution range. Now, for soybeans, soybeans continue to be in the news partly because of a trade solution is looked at as key to higher prices, and political machinations concerning that are always swirling. The USDA report helped by actually reducing the soybean yield. This is largely attributed to decreasing weights in the crop. 
However, you cannot put lipstick on a pig. As USDA said, soybean stocks, even with reduced yield, will increase to 955 million bushels. Exports have been cut, mainly because of the Chinese market. In fact, at the present time, soybean exports are 25% below the past five years average. The November 2018, March 2019 soybean future spread is currently minus 24 and three quarters cents, which is considered sideways. Seasonally, soybean prices tend to trade higher from November into, into summer, and the nearby January contract is currently priced at the ninth percentile of the past five-year price distribution range. It is one of the lowest prices in the past nine years. Now, for wheat, in the southwest plains of the United States, where much of the wheat is grown, planting is way behind because of inclement weather. However, the wheat market has not moved very much for whatever reason. There are always lots of them in the wheat market, and Russian exports might be one of the main reasons. After a short-lived episode earlier this year where export restrictions had been floated, the opposite has been the case. In Ontario, it is likely that the 950,000 acres of wheat were planted after the break in the weather around October 13th. However, heavy rain and cold has inundated Ontario since, and many wheat acres have not emerged. What is needed is some type of unusual warm spell in late November to help this crop get established. The Bank of Canada raised interest rates in November up to 1.75%, which is the fifth hike in 15 months. The Bank of Canada governor expects this to continue as he explained that the economy is still running at almost full capacity. He added that the interest rates are still negative in real terms when they are adjusted for the inflation rate. This usually is a little bit more supportive to the Canadian dollar, but has been weaker lately, settling back into the 75-cent U.S. level. The value of the loonie continues to be one of the more supportive aspects of Ontario grain pricing. The Canadian dollar always has more of an effect on soybean wheat basis levels than it does on corn in Ontario. With the higher dawn levels this year, that is likely to remain the case. Discounts apply to much of the damaged crop, and the situation is still evolving in mid-November. Basis might become sloppy in the worst areas of the province, and the eastern Ontario corn basis is very strong versus southwestern Ontario. Meanwhile, in Brazil, planting progress is progressing at a record pace with 60% of Brazil soybeans planted versus 41% for the past five-year average. It is estimated that the Brazil crop will balloon to almost 120 million metric tons this year, and they are off to a good start. If it continues unabashed with good weather, it is likely to weigh on soybean prices. However, if it gets in trouble, there could be some fireworks simply because of all that Chinese demand now redirected toward Brazil. The next six weeks will be critical to this Brazilian crop, and all of us need to be cognizant of its development. The challenge for Ontario farmers is to balance all of these market factors together. It is a mixed bag, especially when you consider our higher dawn corn here versus U.S. exports being 16% ahead of last year. Hopefully over the next four weeks, Ontario farmers can put a wrap on Harvest 2018. With both corn and soybeans still out, it's testament to how challenging it has been. And as we move ahead, seasonal tendencies will help us in these grain markets. Of course, there are always those factors that we can't see on both sides of the ledger. There will be profitable marketing opportunities ahead. Risk management never gets old, and 2018 has helped redefine that. This has been the Grain Farmers of Ontario Market Trends Commentary for November and December of 2018. I'm Philip Shaw.